I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, the third issue of the WrestleTalk magazine is now available. Head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. We've got a great issue this month featuring our reviews of the Royal Rumble, Wrestle Kingdom 10 and Raw 25, including the WrestleTalk crew counting down their top 25 moments of Raw history. So head over to WrestleTalk.BigCartel.com for more information. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena, 16-time WWE champ, saying support WrestleTalk, because they talk about wrestling, and I like it. So do us all a favor and subscribe, please. And thank you. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swafter Nation, and hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? What was that? I still don't like you. I'm still not comfortable with Swaft it. Swaft Nation? Yeah, I don't oh, know, just man. Keep it's saying it. Swaft. Just swaft, swaft, swaft. It just feels tainted for me now. That's that's your thing, though. You invented oh, totally. this. Yeah, I know it's my a thing. mistake. Yes, it was. It was a very humorous mistake. It's like your penicillin. In what sense? Well, that penicillin was oh right, it was a mistake. by yeah. mistake, yeah. yeah, but it's actually awesome. I thought you were saying everyone like, loves penicillin. Well, I thought it was penicillin, which is awful. Dad, apart from my dad, who's allergic to penicillin. Is he really? Yeah, so maybe he's allergic to swaft. I'll find out. Start shouting at him. <laughs> I'm sure that'll go down really mm. well. I don't know how appropriate it is to reveal family members' <laughs> medical information on podcasts. Well, I mean, I uh, mentioned an ex-girlfriend's name once, and um, you said. Don't say her name because someone will try and find her on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Someone did. No. They sent me a message on Twitter no. to say, I found her. They didn't. They didn't. They, they didn't. hadn't found they her. They hadn't found her. They thought they'd found her, but they hadn't. Shades of DDP and Sarah with The Undertaker. <laughs> I found I'm watching her now. Did he start? I'm watching Sarah. <laughs> do, you know, do, you, uh, do you know who did the voices for those videos? Because it wasn't DDP. I don't know. Someone's asshole. <laughs> it was Vince. No way, it wasn't. It was Vince McMahon who was doing all the voiceover. It was like, I'm watching you, Sarah. I love the way that you dress. I love watching you undress. To be in that guy's head, like, that there's so much going on there. Yeah. The Undertaker, the leader of your locker room. I can't... 
surely there's a bit in Vince that's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go method here. <laughs> because someone, I, but I'll do it. The way it was found out is that someone took the audio and essentially just like under, mm. uh, they just kind of like you know stripped away all of the the voice coding on there to reveal the original track, and it's just like Vince, like, God damn it, she looks amazing. Wow. Well, let's do some iTunes reviews before we start with this show from No TNT. Broken Swath Nation. Listen, well, this was written in November 29th, 2017, mm. but almost sadly preempting the Enzo Amore controversy. Listen every week, love the show. By the way, the Rick and Morty line isn't get swifty, it's get schwifty. Uh, thanks, no Thank TNT. You, TNT. Maybe we mentioned that back in November. Yeah. Uh, maybe we talked about Rick and Morty. I mean, I've never seen the show, so I, I don't know. I think we, if we were to say that, it would have been get swafty. Maybe, yeah. Surely. You should watch the show, but it is pretty intelligent, so you might <laughs> not get it. Have you seen this meme? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. like you got you got to be really smart to watch it, because then when we was using that, when all those knobheads started acting like complete knobheads over the, uh, the Szechuan sauce thing yeah. in McDonald's. Yeah, it's like a S word posting in real life. That Szechuan sauce thing. Mm. I thought it was quite. Fun. I like it when people are imbeciles. Though. <laughs> uh, Low Rider one hundred writes: Swaft is a lifestyle. Jeez, these are dark in retrospect. <laughs> Keep it up, Luke and Ollie. I just recently got my friends into wrestling, and I've been a fan of you guys for a while. That's not long enough. You guys are a perfect duo. The chemistry is can't be beat. And you know what? You can't teach that mm. Mm. then we've got three uh okay emojis you know yeah like that's a okay a okay emoji a laughter face and a hundred what does hundred mean i see people do that a lot yeah i think it's because like hundreds the best right like a hundred percent yeah so that's what I always assumed it Keeping was. Keeping it 100. Or maybe that's what it is. What does that mean? I don't though? know, but it, it, sound, sounds, it yeah. sounded like you knew what you were talking about then. It sounds like a thing. Yeah. 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 By the way, God, I would like, love... Are we, are we nearly in our 30s? Or at least no. I am. No, I'm eternally 23. You turn 30 this year, don't you? I do. Yeah. I just remember that. It's, only, it's like next... Well, next month. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's about six weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys are... Uh, yeah, where were we? You've thrown uh, me off with my way. mortality. By the way, I would love if you guys did a fantasy booking on how WWE could have made TJ Perkins more relevant. I've watched him since he was suicide slash manic on TNA, and I wish WWE would use him better. Wow. Oh, thanks, Lowrider100. Thank you, Lowrider. That's a tough one. I, I mean, you can suggest... Because the Patreons have been... Re the rewards have been restructured, so... If you donate $25 or more, you can suggest the Fantasy Booking Warfare topics along with loads of other things and you get a, a shout out on the Wrestle Ramble. But then we do put those suggestions up to a vote from all the other Patreons. Mm. I can't see any alternative universe timeline where rebooking TJP wins that poll. I mean, you've said it now. You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. Yeah. And I can't allow you to think you can just walk away. What are you doing? That's the Undertaker's uh, theme oh, song. Right. <laughs> Let's get on with You're the show. Down Let's now. get on with the made show. A big mistake. And this is why the news, the potential reports that the the pay per view structures will be going back to dual brand, or not going back to, but becoming dual branded pay per views all throughout the year, rather than just the big four or five. 
Yeah, and which I think makes sense, really, because the whole idea behind doing the brand exclusive things is because they want to make them feel like they're at war with each other. Like mm. the original pitch that Vince McMahon did when like he announced the, the the brand split was like, Stephanie, I want you to run Raw and Shane, I want you to run SmackDown. I want you to be in direct competition. I want you to be competing over ratings and competing over superstars X, Y, and Z. Mm. Then that's never really came to fruition unless Survivor Series comes around. Then Under course, Siege, man, yeah. Well, exactly, unless, unless Survivor Series is around, but then that instantly gets dropped as soon as December hits. So one time a year, the One Luke. time of year, uh, apart from all the other times. But, um, so, because they're not really doing that sort of that sort of thing anymore, and like Michael Cole has done commentary for SmackDown, and Corey does both shows, it doesn't really feel like there's much of this like brand, like identity brand war between them. So you may as well just do the dual branded shows. Yeah, it'll be two years in, won't it? Yeah, uh, it was July. It was a magical summer, I remember. <clears throat> yeah, I was so excited, but then it was like when they first announced the brand split. It was the first year I was properly working on the YouTube channel and um, Wrestle Talk. And I remember being so blindly excited and then full of dread at what the last brand split ended up being, which was just lip service and everyone appeared and all the brands hated it by the end. I'll tell you what I got excited by. When SmackDown did their first uh, brand exclusive pay-per-view, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was Backlash, actually. It always I, is. Well, I know we joke that it was Backlash, but I think it actually was Backlash this time. No, no, no. I, I think I'm almost no, no, certain because it, it was. was it, Backlash would have been after a mania, right? No, no. I think they'd actually moved. Was this had, the year it was like in the, Yeah, in they September. had it later in the year. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I think it actually was Backlash. But it was a two and a half hour show. And I suddenly, I watched that and I was like, oh, okay. They're doing these dual branches. They're going to be shorter. That's mm. that's great. This this seems like a really good thing. Not nope, that only after that one show, just ran half an hour short. Everything else has been three to four hours since then. Chuck on a pre-show social. I mean, if one good thing has come of this, the social media lounge. <laughs> so I, when this news came out, Dave Meltzer pointed out on Wrestling Observer Radio, well, this should help feuds not feel so stale. And that was like a eureka moment for me. I never blamed the WWE's really bad habit of extending out feuds where you just have New Day programmed against Uso for six months. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose against The Bar for eternity. Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin. These feuds just go on for months and months and months, far past their sell-by date. And some of these are great feuds that produce... At the start. At the start, that produce fantastic in-ring action. But you get tired of it after a while. And... I, for some reason, I just thought, I blame this on just WWE being lazy in my head or on the fact that Raw's three hours long. Mm -hmm. So it's like an oversaturation of the product. I never thought that by effectively having a pay-per-view every one and a half to two months, you are toying with the build process But that um, in this day and age. So, you know, you would usually have four weeks blow off at the pay-per-view. Four weeks of TV, blow off. That's how I was brought up as a wrestling fan. But now it would be, now it's six weeks to seven weeks to eight weeks. I think they still were every month though, weren't they? Because it felt like there was a pay-per-view every two weeks. Because like I'm, I'm almost certain it felt like there was four weeks between shows and pay-per-views. How do you mean? So like there would be a SmackDown pay-per-view, then four weeks later there would be another SmackDown pay-per-view. But in that four weeks, in the two-week mark that had been a Raw pay-per-view because four weeks previous to that they'd have had another Raw pay-per-view. 
They were kind of there was this sort of like crossover oh. thing, and I think that worked for like a lot of the year. But then at, towards the end of the year, that's ah. when they like really split them apart, and it felt like you had like Raw had Survivor Series, and then the next time they had a pay per view was Royal Rumble. So like that was like felt a really long gap because there wasn't a December show. Mm. So that's when the, the like feuds just feel really stagnant, particularly because you had when you had like Rollins and the Bar with you know with Jason Jordan or with Dean Ambrose. And which, you know, coupled with uh, all the SummerSlam stuff, just felt like everything was going on forever. But I think that you're right, that this should help stagnant feuds, because you can just kind of like cycle through different feuds. You can bring new people into them, kind of keep things fresh. And you don't have to just keep sticking with the same people, because when you have a brand exclusive pay-per-view, you have, say, like uh, Bobby Roode defending the United States Championship against X. But then you want to do Bobby Roode versus champ against Y... But why has got to have his own feud because you need to fill out the rest of the cards mm. for, for SmackDown. So then why gets stuck in this feud here, which means Bobby Roode has to be stuck in this feud with X. And then that's why things just like keep getting just like nothing moves forward. Everything just stays in the same place that it always is. I want you to write that equation on a whiteboard. Yeah. And then our janitor to walk by, see it, look at it and solve it and we walk in the next day and be like stop graffitiing Mr Janitor Man we don't pay you to write over our stuff well done for solving it or we walk in and we're like oh you've solved the brand problem the brand Mm. split problem well done yeah yeah. and then we kill it and and we take that yeah as, uh, as our own we pass it off as our own work something like that yeah I can't really remember how that film ends no, but the, um, I'm pretty sure it was like that yeah. so um, I think this could be a, a really good thing I've seen quite a few people online uh, I'm excited I really hope this happens and a lot of people got in touch with me to say that they're worried that means that a lot of new stars won't be able to get pay-per-view time mm. because your shows will like have a Universal Championship match, a WWE Championship match, and your United States Championship match, an Intercontinental Championship match, two tag team championship matches, two women's championship. Like that's nine matches already. Yeah, which is pretty much the whole card. It's, it's Clash of Champions every single month. Mm. So. Are you going to be able to have undercard feuds? Good old uh, blood feud. Blood feud. It could be a main event thing just without a title. Exactly. Are you going to be able to have those on pay-per-views when you've got nine championships that need to be mm. defended every single month? Oh, man, I'm up and down on this. Yeah. Because it... for, for every, like, I am, I'm really excited about every month there being a big blow-off at the same time and, and Raw and SmackDown can kind of run in sync. It'll feel like a big show with really, you know, huge star power you would hope for. And that makes total sense if you want people to buy the network. Mm -hmm. Here's, you know, you've got two shows promoting this one thing. All right, I'll I'll buy it. I'll fork over my money. Rather than this show promoting that one and this show promoting that one. You know, it's like it's less of a decision paralysis. But as you said that, all those matches being title matches and those shows are going to be longer, maybe. Like we've we kind of been spoiled with two and a half, three hour pay-per-views of WWE, of the lesser ones. Could the standard become three to four hours? Mm-hmm. And like you said, a lot of people not being on the cards, like surely this means Breezango are never going to wrestle on pay-per-view again. That, that Ascension feud is never going to happen. Mm. What's going to happen with Mojo Rawley? Like, yeah. you know, he's never going to get on the card either. Um, and there's a lot of these guys that might struggle. Ty Dillinger is another one. He'll struggle to, to get on a card if it's always about championship matches and he's not in championship pictures. Although he was 10th in the SmackDown top 10. so Counts for a lot. You'd think that would put him in a championship opportunity. Mm. Um, but, you know, Dolph. So, and Corbin. But it's... I, so I think there are up and downs to it. I kind of like it because... Can't, can't say that. Can't, what? 
Oh, it's someone else's thing. Yeah. There are positives and and negatives. negatives. Yeah, the positives and negatives uh, are vast for them. Um, So I'm I'm conflicted. Mm. But the other thing, the other side of this as well is that... So this was kind of revealed because people who got tickets to Backlash got an email from Ticketmaster that said, this show will feature the stars of Raw and SmackDown Live. And I was like, oh, right, it's a dual-branded show. And then that's been revealed, uh, well, rumoured to be, because uh, WrestleZone have reported, that that's because it's going to hold the draft. It's going to hold the first ever W... Well, the first ever. 2018's WWE draft. Mm. And that's why both of them are going to be there. Makes it into a big pay-per-view event. You know, get the ball rolling on that sort of thing. So, if it is just a draft show, is that actually going to be the moving forward of it being dual-branded? Or is it just that one show? Because it's a draft show... And it's but it's still a Raw exclusive pay per view. Just the SmackDown guys are going to be there because they may get drafted to Raw. I think I think if either of those two reports are wrong, you know, one being the draft is going to happen at Backlash, the other one being all pay per views are going to be dual branded going forward. I I think the dual branded pay per views going forward is the correct one mm-hmm. because too many places have reported that separately. And you just look at the business model. It doesn't. It doesn't really work. You, you you're putting on an ignore, a, a, a enormous expense two pay per views a month, and it hasn't justified itself in terms of more network subscribers. Or or, or ticket sales or, to, or anything. Like, I, yeah. I think SmackDown pay per views in particular really struggle. Mm. Like no one really bothers. I mean, obviously they they do well in ticket sales, but they're not selling out arenas. But if you were to have both Raw and SmackDown guys there, because then you can have other big Raw names on there because they're always presented as the bigger stars then people are more likely to go to, and that's yeah. and that's not a slight on the guys on the guys and girls on smackdown it's just that's the way that wwe always present things smackdown is always presented as the b show and it's diluted and it's uh, in what sense the the whole uh, you know if you had both rosters the raw and smackdown super roster yeah is far more appealing yeah than them split apart so you said like it was before the brand split essentially yeah. i mean i always thought brand split was going to be a terrible idea anyway mm. i hated the brand split last time um, and I was never really that keen on it because all of a sudden then you have two world champions you have two tag team champions then when you go and I knew this was going to happen I knew eventually they would just give up on the idea of brand exclusive pay-per-views and just start doing uh, dual branded ones all of a sudden you end up with two sets of tag team champions two mid-card champions two women's champions and he's like well now we've just got a whole pay-per-view full of championship matches trios championship well that's what you want that's one way to mix it up you want to add in uh, and are they going to do what they did last time which is merge the tag team belts together again um, are they going to merge and have the, them on both brands? and have them on? Yeah, well, you know, so like the say the Usos win them, mm. the tag team championships are just then defended on SmackDown. Uh, I don't. I, I want to go back to the draft thing because I didn't really think about it until we were talking. You've got WrestleMania, and then the next pay per view a month after is Backlash. Mm-hmm. We're used to having the draft or the superstar shakeup the week after, or yeah, like the week after Mania. Because you don't want to recycle all those feuds, you can start afresh from backlash, which kind of defeat should be called like new beginnings in Sapporo or something. <clears throat> and that means that month after WrestleMania is just going to be a wet fart mm-hmm. of stuff that 
doesn't really matter after Backlash. Well, yeah, I suppose because you are going to be building these matches. And are they going to announce that they're going to be building SmackDown matches for that show as well? Mm. Or is it just going to be Raw-only matches? Because if it is, SmackDown's going to be even more of a wet fart because you're going to be building to feuds that might not even pay off because they've... For another, yeah, for an- two months. another two months. It's going to be a really interesting period but mm. could lead to some pretty awful television. We've, I mean... We the title was how this can save WWE. <laughs> yeah, I I do think dual branded pay per views are overall. It's going to create a better product. I 100% agree, but there are logistic issues that you need to get around. The Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you will get access to our exclusive Wrestle Ramble Extra podcast, where Ollie and I review pay-per-views from wrestling's past. Last month was Wrestle Kingdom 10, as voted for by you, and this month's poll is now open for just one more day. Currently in the lead is No Way Out 2004, where Eddie Guerrero finally won the WWE Championship, but not too far behind that is No Way Out 2004 and one featuring the three stages of hell match between Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And by backing to us on Patreon, you'll help us reach our next goal, which is to live stream episodes of the Wrestle Ramble on YouTube. There are other perks available, including shoutouts, getting your questions fast-tracked to the Wrestle Ramble mailbag, and so much more. So visit patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information and support WrestleTalk. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know. I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's time for the mailbag. All Patreon donators can now submit questions. You just go onto Patreon and you type like this and you send a... Uh, God, look, my wrists have taken on a life of their own there. Uh, you send Great us a message. For podcast listeners. You, you send a, a message. I'm, yeah, in, in air quotes. <laughs> Here's my wrists. So John Reed says, Being a wrestling fan for as long as I have, there have been moments that have made me think about stopping, or to put in better terms, walk out on wrestling. This could range from quit, res- quit watching wrestling altogether or just a certain promotion. You could come back to that promotion after a while but as long as it made you stop watching it. For me personally, I stopped watching TNA after the lack of interest they had in my favourite wrestler, Jimmy Effing Havoc. He's put in the effing. Which made me look and see that they improperly used the likes of Kazuchika Okada, Tyler Black, etc., was Tyler Black in TNA? I couldn't remember. Seth Tyler... Rollins is yes. Tyler Black. Um, maybe he was there like really in the early days. Mm. Wow. Like in this, you know, when they were in the um, the carnival days, where there's I think it was in like the Tennessee Fair or something like that. Like the, the tape... TNA. Yeah, like they used to do their show like the, when they were doing the weekly pay per views. Oh no 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 no! He wouldn't have been then. No. Well, CM Punk was there. Was he? Yeah, Punk was there for like a couple of months. Oh wow. He was um, teamed with. Uh, this sounds like it's a lot more recent, though. He was teamed with um, Mickey James before Mickey James went to WWE. Do you look at that? So for every success they had, they seemingly had two failures. To basically recap the question, is there a moment that turned you away from either wrestling entirely or a company? Yeah, TNA is the one I always I'd go to because I was trying to think when I stopped watching TNA, if there was a certain moment that turned me off from watching TNA... It's, ne- it's never that, is it? It's never there's... Even the people who go, I'm rage quitting. This is the last straw. They tend to go, yeah, watch. Yeah. And I'm unsubscribing from yeah. the network the, the, months the, later. The real ones are like, you just... you just Over time, you miss an episode and, huh, I didn't really miss it. Then yeah. you miss another one, you mm-hmm. miss another one. And then you just stop watching. Yeah. So, um, so I think with TNA... Oh, man. I, I don't think there was a moment, but it was probably about 20... 2011 maybe I stopped watching I think it was when the company really started to like they, they weren't putting on monthly pay-per-views anymore and it just felt like it wasn't a promotion that really cared like it felt mm. like they didn't really care about the product themselves and then I just stopped caring and at that point as well I thought WWE was really starting to do good stuff like I got into TNA because WWE was just the it was awful it was dreadful to mm. watch and TNA never really they never did anything to pull me back in like I've tried to watch Impact Wrestling. I've got it, you know, got it set up on my planner uh, on TV to watch, and it just sits there. Just episodes rack up, and I just I never I never watch them. I try, and then I'm like, they're not for me. And then I just I walk away from it again. Just wait till there's ten episodes, and then clear them out. And wait for another ten episodes to record. I may as well just cancel the uh, the recording. Really, has there ever been a moment though for you that's made you nearly stop watching WWE? Well, I- I'll say my TNA one because oh, yeah. it's, it's quite similar. I used to be a TNA diehard, as did you. I was a, oh, I was so diehard for TNA. And uh, I've told this story before. I remember walking around on whatever New Year it would have been, uh, the year so New Year, and then. Four days later, was it January 4th or January 8th? It was January 8th. I'm I'm mixing up with Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, You were going to have TNA with Hulk Hogan and they were going to go live on Monday night and it was going to be awesome. And WWE brought back Bret Hart. And I was just telling anyone who would listen 
on this New Year's Eve party. Nobody wanted to listen. Uh, that this was the new big thing and it was going to be like a wrestling was going to become mainstream again. The Monday Night War is back. And uh, that wasn't what happened. But it was a mixture of like that optimism of, you know, I was so into TNA and I was waving the flag everywhere. To it, just a, a year of, you know, me living, ah, it's good, it's good, yeah, this will get better. Yeah. And just like a year to two years of that. And that whole Hogan era really sort of just gradually sapped away my fandom. And the last thing I remember properly watching was the, the Aces and Eights stuff. Yeah, the Aces and Eights actually pulled me back in. because well, I, That was a, like the Bully Ray reveal. Yeah. That's one, it was fantastic. There was a moment during that, I think it was the, his wedding to Brooke Hogan. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, he yeah, has like one. Yeah, he like kind of looked... And a boob slip. <laughs> Brooke Hogan's boob slips out. I don't remember that. But um, <laughs> everyone's going to Google it. Say, well, we'll Google it now. Um, but I... That, the, the Ace and Ace still kind of pulled me back in because like you I was so excited about the, the Monday Night War returning and mm. Hogan and Bischoff were there I was like this is going to be a big turning point for TNA like I've loved this company now for the past five years and here it is now this is going to like actually more than that because I've gone to my first year of university which was 04 so I was like it's you know six years in the making this is it this is its time and then it was like oh the Nasty Boys are back Oh, Sean Mortman and Scott Hall are TNA Tag Team Champions, but Scott Hall's not really wrestling because he's Scott Hall in 2010. Mm. Oh, Kevin Nash is here as well, and it's like, oh, it's all of Hogan's mates. When, when's the when's Brutus the Barber Beefcake turning up, yeah. I suppose? Or Bubba the Love Sponge Bubba as well. the Love Sponge, and it just felt like... And it did become a bit of the Hulk Hogan show. Some really awful uh, Russo writing didn't help things. And then they turned AJ Styles into Ric Flair Light. Yeah. Like that gimmick. And then, <laughs> oh my God, this is so... Like the storyline was essentially Hulk Hogan gave Abyss his WWE Hall of Fame ring. Mm. And that made Abyss more powerful. Like he was Green Lantern. And it was yeah. like, it was at these points I'm like, oh man, this this company's never going to beat WWE, and it's never going to compete with them either. So because that yeah. that was really that was really when TNA started to try and be like WWE. Yeah, that, rather than being an alternative. Out, yeah, so that yeah, uh, I've spoken about it before. There's the Stephanie McMahon Chris Jericho Triple H dog storyline mm. in 2002, which put me off wrestling as a teenager didn't come back to it until uni so that was when i actually did stop watching wwe but this is the one i've spoken about this as well mostly in our money in the bank 2011 review the patron exclusive podcast that we did that you can still get if you go over and donate actually you can get it for free i mean i I shouldn't really be pushing the fact Mm. that you can get it by backing on patreon but we did release it as a christmas as a christmas um gift Gift. the christmas presents uh in our our podcast Mm. feed yeah so just subscribe to the podcast and scroll through and you'll find it if you want to listen to it but, and and this is like, a lot of people say, oh, CM Punk, he's overrated. He walked out on WWE, yada, yada, yada. I will always hold such a dear place in my heart for Punk because without him, I wouldn't be here now. Because the other time I was closest to walking out on WWE was after the Nexus storyline. Great angle, great debut. SummerSlam happened. Oh, they could have handled better. And... And then it was just, they did everything wrong over the next three or four months. And I was just, I was out of my mind. And Punk was just the saving grace in all this. Wasn't he injured for a while there as well? He was on commentary. Mm. But then came the pipe bomb. And I'm not kidding. That pipe bomb reignited my love 
of not just WWE. Well, I only knew WWE back then. Then I got, after that, I went back and watched his Ring of Honor stuff. I got into Ring of Honor really heavily, started to go into British independent promotions, was there for Progress Chapter 2. Yeah, so that moment, but out of the ashes of Phoenix Rose. So thanks, Punk. Yeah, for me, like when I I stopped watching wrestling in 2002, it was actually, it was the brand split, mm. um, which kind of sort of turned me off from it was wrestling. shortly before, I think. Was it shortly before? Me, oh, yeah. I, mine was. Oh, yours, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was actually, it was when uh, Raven lost a, a Loser Leaves Raw match, and that was it. He was gone from the company, and he was my favourite. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm done now. I'm, I'm mm. not watching wrestling anymore. My favourite's gone. Um, and I just stopped watching wrestling completely. And then I nearly stopped watching WWE again when I was in my last year of university, maybe my second to last year, 2006, essentially. Mm. It was when DX reunited. And yeah. that whole thing, and I rewatched it when I was rewatching, I went through my experiment of watching all the pay-per-views in order. And that was a dark period. Oh, it was just awful. And it was like, it's embarrassing to watch. I remember being there as a student, just thinking, like, this is really embarrassing. And the only reason I was still watching it is because my housemate was still really... He was a diehard WWE mm. guy. He didn't really want to like TNA because he was a WWE yeah. guy. Bless his heart. I love him to pieces. And I was there going, like, nah, mate, TNA's where it's at. Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle. This is the feud you want to get behind, even though... Cat Angle's probably not in the best shape. He yeah. pro- probably shouldn't be wrestling. Type. It was a different We type. didn't care about stuff back then. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was. What's a concussion? <laughs> so, uh, the DX um, uh, reuniting was mm. a, a period I nearly completely turned off from WWE. It's the quick time, quick fire wrestling question round. We're going to come up with a snappier name. Yeah, if you go back, if you haven't listened to the podcast from Saturday, where we kind of talked about this new way of doing and it. And how Luke was annoyed. And how I didn't really like this new way of doing it because you sprung it upon me. And this was my favorite segment. And you've now just like changed it. Um, put a time limit on it. It's all like done. <laughs> so it's making a quick, quick fire round. But you spent so long answering one question, so it's not quick fire. So that, so there's a big discussion on the, on the Saturday podcast that you can listen to where we're trying to work out how best to do this from now on. So we're trying to make this as quick fire as possible. But sometimes they're not that quick. No, so it's, it's just, we've so got it's, a five. They're short questions, and it's a five-minute time limit. It's the quick time, quick fire round. That's okay. There we go. It's the quick yeah. time, quick fire round. Yeah. Let's see how this works this time. Okay. So we got. I've got to read the questions really fast, and then we can talk and get you back. So five minutes. Here we go. Tan May <laughs> asks tag team titles. For the women's division, Raw and SmackDown. No, there's what not. do you think, <laughs> Luke? Uh, no, there's not enough people on the roster. Yeah, same. I, I don't think that's a good idea. You would just end up with so, like, say, like ba- uh, Bailey and Sasha won it, and then they feuded with Absolution. Then who do Bailey and Banks feud with after that? And it's just so many titles. Uh, yeah, and the fact that it's on both brands. Yeah. If the, if anything, it should just be one. Uh, RHC Swaggy Omega or Styles? Big question, but I'd... that is a tough one. But I think just because I've watched him for you know since like 2004, I've got to go AJ Styles. Like AJ's always been my boy. I've, mm. I've, he was he was what drew me into TNA. He was the reason. Like it was, I watched an, uh, an Ultimate X match with him. It was on one of their first pay per views. I think it was Final Resolution or something. The very first pay per they did, maybe Victory Road. And I was like, this is the most amazing guy I've ever seen in my life. And it was from that I went and bought like FWA DVDs mm. and I got some like Ring of Honor stuff so I could see AJ Styles more. So Styles has always been my boy. 
I'm gonna go just for the spirit of debate, Kenny Omega, because I think uh, just I'm I'm very much like promo and character, and although Styles in ring, I think he's better than Omega. Uh, God, even then you couldn't. Mm -hmm. It's it's close. That's close. I think overall Kenny Omega presentation of his character is better. That's just pips it. Niv, CM Punk return or Daniel Bryan return? Daniel Bryan return because he actually wants to do it. Yeah, but he might kill himself. If he's okay. How dare you, Luke? (laughs) Look at you. That's very true. I hadn't considered that. But I, I, yeah, Punk doesn't want to do it. So I'd rather Mm. see someone who's actually invested in returning return. Yeah, I, if if Brian is uh, healthy and it's safe for him to do so, yeah. I would I would agree. Zach Henry was kind of on hiatus from wrestling at this point, so I'm curious how much of the CM Punk pipe bombs were scripted and how much were him? I believe he worked on them together with Vince. Yeah, everything was pre-approved. He didn't say anything that wasn't yeah. uh, already agreed upon. Matt, would a face turn help Bray Wyatt? I mean, we've uh, tried everything else, so I guess so. It might yeah, do. give it a go. Yeah. God, he's never been face, has he? No, not in this character anyway. He's been like a tweener Actually, sometimes. Actually, yeah, it was with Husky Harris. You, he's been a, he's been yeah. a tweener. Uh, yeah, why not? Yeah. Have, give him a whole family still. Just make that goddamn family happen. <laughs> From Dan! Will Reigns surpass Hogan on consecutive WrestleMania main events? Yeah, I reckon so. So, yeah, it'll be three... Four this year. F- is it four this year? Mania 31... Mania 32, Mania 33, Mania 34. Damn it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Midcard Express podcast. When is the best time to have a non-UK wrestler win the UK title? Or should it stay within UK, but on main roster like maybe Finn Balor? Uh, I mean, I'm with Nigel McGuinness on this one, on this week's episode of NXT, where he would like to see only one by um, UK wrestlers. Mm. Yeah, we want birth certificates. (laughs) Scott Freeman. (laughs) Who will win the 205 Live Tournament? Rockstar Spud. You said... I'm, 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 no, I'm going for it. like two spaces. No, there's all, three. all 16 have been announced. Oh, have they? Yeah, all 16 guys are there now. But I think that there's going to be like some injury or someone's going to get pulled from the tournament and Rockstar Spud will announce himself at WrestleMania in the finals. I admire you for sticking to this. Brilliant booking. Just like Triple H, is, it seems the reports that he wants this very serious. So I don't think a comedy swerve. That's, not a, last com- that's not a comedy swerve. He comes out as a serious character. Okay. Uh, I think Cedric Alexander. I don't think it'll be Cedric. No. I actually think if it's going to be anyone, it'll be Buddy Murphy. Really? I, well, they gave him the big hype video package on 205 Live. I think they're going to put some serious... That's because uh, they're doing wrestling right now. Triple H is in charge. A2J. That was difficult to say. Other than Ziggler, what WWE stars could benefit from leaving like Cody did? That's a That's good one. That's a great one. question. Ooh. Uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who's like the WWE machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rather than someone who's already done the independence stuff. I never want to see the Miz leave. No. Uh, hmm. John Cena? Yeah, maybe Cena. John Cena yeah. in New Japan. God. That's that. Or in TNA. Well, that'll never happen. Sport last one. Sport 09. Will Elias become a main eventer someday? No. I'm going to say no as well. We've got time for one more. Michael Casey, will Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay be a potential match of the year candidate? I would assume so. Yeah, that looks good. That's coming up next month. 
It worked slightly better, the uh, the, the quick time, quick fire round. What? Nothing changed. <laughs> Why did you like this one and not the other one? I don't think we spent, apart from you taking the piss at the start, we didn't seem to spend so, as long on uh, on questions. Maybe there were better questions. Do you think? I don't know, maybe. Throwing some shade at the Saturday crew. <laughs> the Saturday lot. Uh, well, the, but the other time as well, you caught me off guard with these changes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did just kind of spring it on you. Because it's a... Here's some life advice, folks. If you want to do something, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like, sometimes. as appealing back the curl a little bit, when we came in to record the Saturday show, because we were recording these back to back, it is still Thursday when we were recording this, mm. even though you're listening to this possibly on a Monday or a Tuesday. Uh, Ollie said, let's not promise we'll do the quick fire questions, because we just might not do them. And then was like, we'll do them, and I'm going to put a time limit on them. Yeah, I'm just going to change Luke's favourite segment. <laughs> What's without my favourite segment? Him. Now it's even better. It's not better, though. I've sprinkled a bit of David's dust <laughs> on the top. I mean, but we don't know, because when the video goes up on Saturday, we might see a huge backlash to wow. you changing the uh, changing it up. I mean, I don't think you will, because people like you. Mm. So I think they're just going to defend any choice that you make. I think it's it's a dual-branded show, though, isn't it? Yeah. Any backlash that we might well, receive. No, well, if it's if it's backlash to say, like, this new format sucks, that's on you more than it is on me. I was making a dual-branded draft joke. Well, I, I guess that. <sighs> but I was just all... I just wanted to point out... Luke, I'm going to bring this up. Recent, there's been three occasions <laughs> in the last month, maybe, where you haven't laughed at crappy jokes. <laughs> and I'm not, yeah, I was I'm not say, prepared for it. Well, I mean, I want to... you do it out of politeness, usually. Well, I want to say this, Ollie Davis. There are times when I make jokes, but you, because you've got this really weird thing about laughing on podcasts and on videos, where... Remember when we did the old movie podcast, and you said, as a rule, we don't laugh at each other. Like, don't laugh on the podcast. Mm. Which was just a really weird thing to do, because we make we say things that make each other laugh. What a podcast, though. <laughs> what a podcast. What a, it made a better podcast. So one of my pet peeves is listening to some podcast and I can't listen like um, I, a lot of people say my dad wrote a porno is very good yeah but I just they're all they're always laughing it drives me mad and I feel like if you especially like podcasts that are on Skype and there's maybe more than three people half the podcast is polite laughter mm-hmm. and just trying to fill silences and there's because someone makes it especially when it's on a Skype one you make a joke then there's like slight pause of oh. delay then the polite laughter yeah so I think the gold standard of uh, broad audio broadcasting is Simon Mayo and Simon Mayo only laughs if he if, if it genuinely makes him laugh so that's what I've done I've taken out all the polite laughter and we only laugh if it's genuinely really, really funny. I think, though, if you laughed, it might help people like me. Ah, <laughs> you're ever since Doggate. Um, I'm, I'm really worried about it now. Like, I got, I've got so much like vitriolic hate this week. People like dogs. Yeah, mm. I guess so. And you, you always get over. Well, 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 maybe we'll turn it into a storyline. <laughs> that, like the storyline that nearly made me stop watching WWE. Yeah. that was over a dog. You know, you can slowly turn heel. You can become broken Luke. I don't want to do that. I don't like the character. What would you do? What would your... If you were to... Because I know what my heel character would be yeah. in wrestling. I think I'm I would... The, the bully club. I'm the leader of the bully club. Oh, yeah? yeah? You just bully people? No, it's like the Bullingdon club. Right. And we're Tory Toffs. And we run around oh, in top okay. hats and tails. Oh, that's a really... That's a good gimmick to get heat really as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good gimmick to get heat. I think... I, I don't know. I've always liked cocky heels. Mm-hmm. So I really liked AJ Styles when he was a heel in WWE. Yeah. Um, so I yeah I've always like a cocky heel. I think that's probably why. I would that's go for. your character. That's well, your pitch. I just came with you with like what they'd wear. 
well, name in, of the faction. In all fairness, I've never thought what I would do if I was a wrestler. Like, what? Like, when I was a teenager or as a kid, I was like, if I was a wrestler, I would just be The Undertaker because I just thought he was the coolest thing. So I was going to be... Raven. I, or Raven because, well, he, I look like him. Well, mm. I did, at least I did back then. So, yeah, I'd be like Raven. Maybe Raven is what I'd be then. I would just do everything that Raven did because that's, he was the best. That uh, That's a safe strategy. So... I, I can't believe that. I, one of my things to get me through arduous 5K runs is to just start fantasy booking my own characters <laughs> that I would play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you I've not got, do that? No, I I've just got, assumed everyone did this. I've got too many other projects to think about, mate. I've got, like, books to write in my head and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. And that's what I do with my, oh, uh, my spare time. It's too it's useful. Not, no, do you know what I do? <clears throat> I fantasy book podcasts that I would do. You like, do like a, a, a format. I love like the idea of just like recording a podcast on my own and coming up with a podcast idea and then thinking like, oh, how long would that take me to do? And then I start doing the planning in my head. Like of like, oh, I'm going to review this TV show. Mm. How many episodes is that? Or how many, how many episodes of the show there are? Okay, so how many episodes would that be? I'd have to do this episode here to like start it, to like introduce it. Maybe I could reach out and interview some of the people who are working on that show. How long would it take me to record one? Have I got enough time? Mm in my schedule to be able to write an episode and record it and edit it with all the sound bites and stuff what music would I use then I started wow. doing a bit of YouTube searching for like while like, you're on the treadmill no like while I'm on the tube and stuff oh, okay. like if I'm not writing for WrestleTalk this, mm. is, this is how I spend my time wow because you, you you mentioned that 70s show yes you wanted to do one for that didn't you I did yeah that's the, that's the one that's already it's in my mm. mind at the moment I ho- hopefully someone will beat you to it and it'll be really funny <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so from Father Live, Fair Live, best wrestling podcast. Luke and Ollie have great chemistry, enjoyable banter, and a love of wrestling that makes for an interesting and entertaining listen. Support Wrestle Talk. Thanks, Fair Live. Thank you, Fair Live. And E Dizzle Twenty Seven. That sounds like a wrestler name. Right. E Dizzle review. Recently started listening to the show. Love your random banter and insight. Thanks, E Dizzle. Thanks, Cheers, nice one. So, uh, because this is Thursday, I am now off to watch Black Panther. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah so I'm excited for that. Um, <clears throat> which is weird as well because when people are listening to this, you will have seen it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and by that time, it might have even left your mind because it's been so long since you saw it. I'll try and remember enough to give a Wednesday podcast thing. I'm going to try and, as a hilarious joke, I'm meeting just one friend. Originally, there were more, but. If I've only got one friend I'm meeting, he's a male friend. It's the day after Valentine's Day. I'm gonna turn up with a rose. Oh yeah, and make him feel very uncomfortable. Very nice. He will hate that. <laughs> Especially, I'll, I'll be at a big public show. I'm gonna go in to kiss his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, I hope I want as many people to see it as possible. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm hopefully seeing Black Panther tomorrow mm. on Friday nights. So hopefully, me and the the wife will get to go see it this weekend. We we'll do, yeah, because you won't go with me. No, well, I can't go with. You, unfortunately, not so Because you're married. Yeah. Uh, cool. I like well, spending time with my wife. We'll talk about Black Panther on Wednesday. We'll see you for Raw and SmackDown then. Love you, bye.
podcast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.